0: Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bloomberg is about to announce himself as a presidential candidate. And this man is now coming out to apologize for stop and frisk. You you can best believe this apology is political. It has nothing to do with being sorry to the black community and what happened during stop and frisk. And there were a lot of crimes committed against black people during stop and frisk. Women were sexually violated during stop and frisk. There were many black men that reported being robbed of their money by these cops, these NYPD cops. And another notorious thing they used to do is sit by check cashing places. And when people, especially uh, black men, would go in there to cash their check, they would come out and try to play up the stop and frisk thing and rob them of their money. So there were many violations. But see, the NYPD, and I did a video on this, when you go to complain about the things these cops do up in New York, they either won't take your complaint, or when you go and physically file a complaint, as soon as you leave, they throw it in the trash. And that's been going on for years. They won't let you file a complaint. Michael Bloomberg was very much a defender of stop and frisk. And I want you to hear how he's talking. And and you know what? Y'all need to get off of this thing about somebody coming here and terrorism. Terrorism is homegrown in America. It is white supremacists on American soil that are committing all of the terrorism in the country. Y'all need to stop talking like it's some outsider from the Muslim world coming in here. That is a bold-faced lie, and it's always been a lie. The same terrorist from the beginning is the same one we're looking at now. And Bloomberg knew what these violations were that were going on. People even had drugs planted on them during stop and frisk. It was not them looking to resolve crime. In many cases, these cops were committing crimes on the citizens. But I'm going to go ahead and play this video of him defending stop and frisk.
1: You know, number one, I think you step back. Uh, The NYPD uh, is world renowned as an agency that not only stops street crime, but has focused on the potential threat of terrorism uh, from around the world. We all know that New York City is an iconic city. And uh, if somebody wanted to. Uh, hurt our democracy and take away our rights uh, the probabilities that they would go to New York uh, are cer- certainly high and you saw that on the terrible tragedy that we are going to remember in another week and a half um The NYPD has stopped, we think something like 13 plots against uh, the city. Uh, I don't know how many other times people thought they were going wanted to attack the city, but realized the NYPD was there and they felt it would be too dangerous to do and just wouldn't and then didn't do it. you'll never know those things. Uh, in the end, the NYPD's first job is prevention. And I think they've done a very good job at that. We practice and practice what you would do if, God forbid, something did happen. Uh, but the first job is to make sure to the extent humanly possible that it does it does not happen. The NYPD has people at, uh, in countries around the world um, so that we can firsthand look at what kind of attacks there are on other cities, what techniques are used, so that we can better prepare for that, and uh, what kind of responses proved effective or didn't prove, prove effective and when terrorism does happen elsewhere in the world. Uh, and so all of that Comes back in uh, New York City itself. If there are uh, threats that we think are leads to follow, uh, the NYPD's job is to do it. The law is pretty clear about what's the requirement, and I think they follow the law. And. You know, the bottom line is uh, every community in this city is unfortunately uh, a potential target. And we'll make sure that uh, Muslims are protected, Christians are protected, Jews are protected. Uh, People that believe in any religion or no religion will be protected. We uh, don't stop to think about the religion. We stop to think about the threats and focus our efforts there.
0: You notice how he never talk about the black and brown people in the city that were violated the most by stop and frisk as being someone that should be protected. They always exclude us when they talk in this manner. I want you to always notice that. All right, so now Michael Bloomberg had a change of heart all of a sudden, and it's because, see, this apology benefits him more than it benefits anyone else. So he took the opportunity to go to a black mega church to say he was wrong about stop and frisk, and he apologized. Michael Bloomberg don't give a damn about what happened to black people during stop and frisk. He wants to run for president, and he knows this is the one issue that can get in his way. I'm never going to forget. I pray everywhere this man goes, he gets picketed over stop and frisk. Never let him forget how he allowed his cops to go on the street and terrorize black men, women, and children up in New York. While he was uh, sitting right there in office, he was fine with the whole thing. So don't let this apology fool you. This man was fine, I remember. Let me go ahead and play this audio for you.
2: Good evening everyone, I'm Joe Torres. And
3: I'm Lauren Glassberg, in for Sandra Bookman. Mike Bloomberg made the announcement today while addressing the congregation at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn.
2: Bloomberg had formally embraced the stop and frisk strategy as New York's mayor, even though it disproportionately impacted people of color. Eyewitness News reporter Lucy Yang joins us now with the story. Lucy.
3: Well, Joe and Lauren, an African-American church that preaches forgiveness may seem like the perfect backdrop for a political apology. And that's exactly where Michael Bloomberg issued his mea culpa today, but that didn't stop the onslaught of attacks as critics challenged Bloomberg's sincerity.
1: I got something important really wrong. I didn't understand that back then, the full impact that stops were having on the black and Latino communities. I was totally focused on saving lives, but as we know, good intentions aren't good enough.
3: In a carefully scripted and delivered speech, billionaire businessman Michael Bloomberg apologized. Sunday morning in a crowded church in Brooklyn, he said he was sorry for the controversial stop and frisk program, which he staunchly defended when he was mayor of New York City. Now that he's considering a bid for president, this Democrat is hoping voters of color will forgive and forget.
1: I think there are millions of New Yorkers who were hurt by this policy for years and years. And I think maybe, maybe some will forgive, but none will forget
3: even the police union came out swinging quote his administration's misguided policy inspired an anti-police movement that has made cops the target of hatred and violence and stripped away many of the tools we had to use to keep new yorkers safe the apology is too little too late
1: he's going to have to answer this on the campaign trail not only here in new york but in just
3: about every black community across america musician bruce mack who had been targeted by the stop and frisk policy finds Bloomberg's apology week
2: i don't really accept it you know i i appreciate it but um it's a little late for that right now
3: now brooklyn borough president eric adams spent 20 years with the nypd he says stop and frisk is actually a good crime fighting tool when it's not abused when it's not weaponized against the minority community joe
2: Thank you, Lucy. According to the ACLU of New York, stop and frisk peaked in 2011 when NYPD officers reported making nearly 700,000 stops. Frisks are to be conducted only when an officer reasonably suspects the person has a weapon that poses a threat to the officer's safety. 66% of reported stops led to frisks of which more than 93% resulted in no weapon on the suspect. In 2013, a federal judge ruled the stop-and-frisk law was unconstitutional and said the city engaged in indirect racial profiling. Stay with Eyewitness News and ABC News for continuing coverage of Michael Bloomberg's stop-and-frisk apology. You can watch the former mayor's entire apology at ABC 7 NY.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that, right? Oh, he's so deeply Jesus sorry. Oh, and he's deeply day, sorry. wasn't
2: always like this.
0: Okay, sick of those commercials. So, you heard him, right? He's deeply sorry. He's so sorry. He's so sorry. This man don't care about no one but himself. If you don't see through this, you just simply don't want to. This is the most... <laughs> ungenuine apology I ever seen in my life. And we don't need apologies. We need you to fix these laws so that the black community is not continuously out here being shot, unarmed and abused for no, excuse me, for no reason. If you're not willing to take that kind of stand as a lawmaker, then you are of no use to us. Until you put pen to paper and put policies in place, I cannot believe this, oh, I have a change of heart about stop and frisk. It all means nothing. If there's no action behind it, it means nothing. The damage is done. There were a lot of people in the black community that were harmed by stop and frisk. Many. And Michael Bloomberg knew at the time when he was sitting in office that this was impacting mainly black and Latinos and he did absolutely nothing. When it was deemed unconstitutional, he appealed and wanted to fight it, to get it back in place. He didn't care about the harm that it was doing. But now he wants us to believe, all of a sudden he woke up one day and he's apologetic. I don't wanna hear it. And black people across the country, you need to continue to hold his feet to the fire. If you did not protect the black community when you had a chance to do it, when you were in office in New York, what makes you think We're going to put ourselves in your hands once again. We won't, nor are you deserving of that, Michael Bloomberg. Too little, too late. You should have thought like this back when you were in office and you were cheering the cops on and stop and frisk. Because you want to be president, we're supposed to forget? I don't think so, Michael Bloomberg. Try again. This concludes my podcast for today. I want to thank you for stopping by each and every time I put a podcast up. And those of you that are my supporters, thank you so much. And if you are not a supporter, please consider becoming one peace family.